I'm excited today to be with you as we talk about what it means to be a child of God. In these verses, John is talking about verses 7 through 10 of chapter 3, what it means to be a child of the devil, what it means to be a child of God. And the children of God, he says, are persons who have a new birth experience. They're people uh, who know the Lord. You see, Jesus said to a cultured, respected leader of his own day, Nicodemus, except you be born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. You see, all your knowledge, your education, your morality, your religion, he says to Nicodemus, is no value here unless you're born from above, unless you have that inner change that comes from Christ coming into your life and taking up his abode through his spirit in your life. Then you cannot be a new person. It has to come from the inside out. It has to come from God. Many people, when they hear Christians use this phrase, children of God, they say, well, what hypocrites they are. What do you mean, children of God? What makes your thing you're so much better than anybody else? Why do you put on such airs and act as though you're saints and we're sinners? You Christians seem to feel that you're somebody special. Those who look at us this way say that a child of God is somebody who's claiming to be perfect and without sin. But that's not what we're saying at all. No thoughtful, Bible-taught, spirit-led Christian ever takes that position. You see, to be a child of God does not mean that we are perfect. It does not mean that we have learned all that is involved in being a child of God or that we have begun to experience it all ourselves. What it does mean is that the healing process has begun, that Christ has come into our lives to begin to transform us and make us into his own likeness. It's not complete. We're under construction. We're not finished yet. And as you walk down the street, you may often see a building under construction with a lot of scaffolding around it and people working, and it's obviously incomplete. A sign may, may be out there saying under construction. You wouldn't write an angry letter to the contractor or the architect saying, what is the matter with you? What do you mean? Claiming to be under construction. I walked by there, and there was no glass. Nothing is finished. But that's the point. It's not finished. It's under construction. And you and I as believers are still under construction. We don't become perfect when we trust Christ. We begin a process of growing to be like Christ. And we become a child of God by faith. And then we continue to grow in that place. The, the, Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit begins to bring us to the point of seeing how he wants to change us in various areas. Now he wants to make us into the likeness of Christ. I've been around a long time. But God's still working on areas in my life that need to change. He's still showing me things I've not seen before, and he's still coming back to things that I've seen before and need to deal with. So the Bible says that the flesh, or that is our sinful nature, is irresistibly wicked, and we can't change it. We can't turn over a new leaf and make it different. So as a child of God, we're not just a church member. We're not somebody who's just been baptized. A child of God is a person who has had a new birth, a person who has been changed from the inside out, a person who's received Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. Actually, there's a test, and Jesus expressed it this way, by their fruit you shall know them. That is, what they are in their life is what they will reveal. John expressed it like this, the one who practices righteousness is righteous, just as Jesus is righteous. Now, not a righteousness of this world. You see, some people can say that that person is a great person, but they don't know Christ, but they, are not, have, they don't have the righteousness of Christ. 
So he said it's the fruit of the righteous person, which is righteousness. And one who has received Jesus as Savior and Lord has received the righteousness of Christ and has begun to living, living that out in their lives. John also says the one who practices sin is of the devil. What he's saying there is that you're going to be in life characteristically producing what you are. If you've come to know the righteous one and he lives in you, then you're gen in general terms your life will reveal that. There has to be righteousness. If you haven't, then there won't be. I don't think that it can be any clearer than what he said in verse 10 of chapter 3. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother. In other words, there are two unmistakable signs of the real believer. One is that he practices righteousness, that he does God's purpose, God's will, and also that he loves his fellow Christians. The twofold mark is the mark of righteousness, and rebellion against authority and all those things don't characterize the true Christian. There are some who think they're Christians but have never been born again. They have held resentments for years and done nothing about them. There are some who have professed to know Christ and to be Christians, and they, they've never acknowledged that, that they wronged someone and tried to make it right. And there are others who have consistently hated someone and on and on and on we could go. But over the time, over the years as a pastor, it's been my experience to help multitudes of people come to know Christ. And it's always been my experience to help people, some people who are church members, some people who thought they were Christians come to know Christ. I have found that there are a good number of people who are in the church but who do not have a personal relationship with Christ. And so it's important that all of us know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. History is literally filled with examples of men and women who could not pass the test, the family test or the fruit test. You see, the family test is I'm a child of God. I'm in the family. And the fruit test is my life shows it. One was John Wesley. John Wesley was from England, and he was a preacher, and he prayed, and he preached, and he came to America as a missionary to the Indians, but he had never really met Christ. It was all a ritual, a form, a ceremony. It was all uh, just on the outside. But we went back to England deeply disturbed. He had seen on a storm at sea some Christians on that ship who were so calm and at peace where he was totally, totally berserk because of the storm, and they had such peace and calm. And he knew he didn't have that. And so he went into a little chapel on Aldersgate Street in London. And there he met Jesus for the first time. And when he left that day, he was a new person. He was a different person. He had surrendered everything to Christ. The same was true of Martin Luther. Martin Luther was a Catholic priest. And he was as sincere and earnest as a man could be. He prayed for hours. He literally beat his body because he thought that was to help him get rid of his sins. He did everything he knew to do to make sure that he was forgiven, but the peace was not there until finally one day he read in the scripture, the just, the righteous shall live by faith. He quit trying, and in total desperateness he trusted what Christ had done for him at the cross. It was then and there that Martin Luther was born again and received eternal life, and his life was never the same again. This was also true of E.F. Halleck, a preacher Halleck, as he was called for many years before his death, 
Uh, he was a, a friend of mine who was pastor for over 40 years of the First Baptist Church of Norman, Oklahoma. Several times I heard preacher Halleck recount how he was a preacher and the pastor of a, of a Baptist church in Pittsburgh, Kansas, and his life was empty, and he wasn't sure about a lot of scriptures in the Bible, and he didn't know whether he believed them or not. And they were having a, a series of meetings at their church, and God began to speak to his heart and dealt with him, and he realized he had never really been forgiven of his sins or trusted Christ. And that was the day that he gave his life to Christ and was changed forever. Well, he became a totally different kind of preacher, a totally new example of what it means to know Christ. So today, just check your heart. Are you in the family? And are you showing forth the fruit of a Christian? If not, just ask Jesus to forgive you and come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior. I hope you will. If you need to, God bless you.